When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, Movie Trivia Schmodown fans? Welcome to the Schmodown Rundown, the official of the movie after the Movie Trivia Schmodown and the only show that matters. My name is Brad Gilmore, but you might know me by another name. You might know me as The Boat. Oh my god, you're my dream boat, for sure. You're a slacker, Brad. Woo! <laughs> Look at that. What did I hear? Look at that. You're a slacker? Oh my god, you're my dream boat, for sure. You're a slacker, Brad. That is James Tolkien. Vice Principal Ugh. Strickland calling me a slacker after Leah Thompson calls me a dreamboat. Doesn't get much better than this, does it? And I'm joined by a man who might have a future love interest in Cancun, who currently <laughs> had an incredible trip to oh Nashville where nothing went awry. He is Frank Tanner. <laughs> Wow, you you managed sexy to really squeeze numbers, in both stories the there. Good for you. Sexy player. I figured it out. Numbers, yeah, you sexy did. numbers. I love those numbers. I'm Thank feeling you. really good about those. Oh, I'm feeling those numbers. Yeah. What a number happened to me over the past over this past weekend and I'm just I'm just glad. Like you ever go somewhere and you're like I'm just glad to be home. <laughs> I'm just yeah, Seattle. it feels good to be home. Like I feel safe. I feel like not so discombobulated, but um, yeah, yeah. So great week though so far since I've been home. Yeah, has it been know. good for you? I mean, pretty much. I mean, I've been trying to catch up on sleep and, and working and stuff like that. So how how you been? Huh? How you been? Uh, you how know, been? man, I've been good. I've been good. I'm up to a lot. I'm up to a lot as always. Yeah. But you know what? We're not here to talk about our personal lives, Frank Janish. Although I know inquiring minds want to know, did you swipe right? Did you swipe left? <laughs> well, you're going to have to tune into Schmodown Rundown. Down. Run. I don't know what I was going with that. Uh, Schmodown, are you work. down? What? I don't know. <laughs> down. Are you? Are you run. Yeah, you know, are you? Right. Oh, down. no. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's a different uh, show for a different that time. Is Hey, man. Collision is close. Collision is close. Right. We're, we're going to be talking about it all. Um, there's a card that I guess that we're going to have. I guess we'll make predictions next week. Is that true? Is that what we'll yeah. Do? Did you did you get that one email? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, with our, no you didn't. It makes sense why you did not respond like over, over like a week and a half ago. It was oh, from. Yeah. Uh, if, was it from you? No, no, no. I, I mean, we were. It was sent. Is to it something both that we should us. be talking about live? Well, I I don't know the exact uh, rollout of what was. You know, asked in the so I don't want to, like yeah, our like, we were asked to make predictions, Brad, and then oh, I made were? my prediction. Yes, yes, oh, we were. Oops. I made my predictions, but then you never responded in any sort of way. Uh, um, so, but it makes sense now that that this seems like the first you're hearing of it. So maybe go back and it does. Check your okay, email. well then I will do that. And then next we, week, I think you should do it on the show. Right? Should we like go search your call? email right now? It's tremendous radio. <laughs> oh, you're being you're being facetious. Yes, I was actually being facetious. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Frank, we're going to talk about that. There was also some other matches that went down this week um, that we're going to get into. But as we've kept up this tradition, we've been having, or uh, we've had, excuse my mm -hmm. English there. We've had on some great guests recently. I got to say, last was it last week that we had Andrew Guy on? Yeah. That was a fun episode. Really great. That was a fun show. 
because I really, I really enjoyed getting to talk to him about making the transition, right, from player to announcer. I mean, and I think that it's a better role for him. Currently. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I remember this way back, how many, well, a couple of years ago, I guess, at this point, geez, you know, when, when Andrew was at his peak and then he started coming back down the reality, uh, you know, and then he had some success with Drew McMeany, right, going through that tournament run, but mm-hmm. he ultimately felt like he couldn't keep up his end of the bargain and he was having um, a tough time dealing with that and, and trying to keep up with how much it takes to be um, just even like, uh, a medium player, you know, in the league, you right. know, and because he, he had a lot of stuff going on as well outside of Schmodown. But I, I knew that it would be a big blow for the Schmodown if Andrew Guy could not be a part of it in any way. Whether if, if he wasn't going to be a manager, if he wasn't going to be an announcer, if he wasn't going to be a backstage interviewer, what have you, um, you know, if he couldn't play anymore, he couldn't keep up that kind of like regimen. I always, I, I think I had said, you know, this game is much better with Andrew Guy in it. And luckily, the, the powers that be were able to find a role that that is probably like the best role for him. Even if he was, even at his height of playing, I think we probably we probably need him more at the desk than we do as a player. In my opinion, I would love to see him yeah. play again. But I like we talked about this last week with him. I, I like the element, the side of the announcing that he brings to the show because it's, it's much different than anybody else um, currently. So. Yeah, great conversation with Andrew Guy. If you haven't listened to it, check it out. It's Rundown 254. Go, Go do check it. it out. Go do it. Schmodown, are you down, is what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, boy. Andrew Guy. But I'm going to say this. There was a match that went down right earlier this week, and it had Rachel Silvestrini in it, and it was the return of the Switchblades. Is this the first time we've seen Rachel this season? This season, yeah. This yeah. season, yeah. Wow, and we're in July. This We're is the first time we've seen a July. couple players, you know, play. Yeah, uh, that we'll talk Rachel's about definitely here. one of them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Rachel's definitely one of them. And her opponent, you know how much I love alliteration. I'm a, I'm very, I'm, it's, I'm on the record. You're pro, you're as, pro alliteration. pro alliteration. I am pro alliteration. And this player's moniker is very alliteration-y, Right. And we're going to bring in that player right now to talk about their match against the Switchblade. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the incomparable Paige Frabetti, the Boston badass. Bring her in, Frank. <laughs> I never there even driving it. We, know, we, don't, we don't know. Hey. We oh, I get to be in the middle of you guys. Lucky What's me. up, Paige? Hey, no, thank you guys so much for having me on. I, I'm assuming I'm assuming I'm not getting paid for this after hearing uh, Frank's story about uh, Nashville. So <laughs> <laughs> no, no, pay you know, but that's no okay. Money. I'm just checks in the mail. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're, we want to talk about your match. I mean, you you went up there against the Switchblade, Rachel Silvestrini. It was quite the it was quite the encounter, as one might say. Um, just. You get the dub, obviously. That's why we have you on the show. But how did the match feel overall? We're going to break it down, and it's you know nuts and bolts here. But how did you feel overall about the contest? I mean, honestly, when I first got the card that I was playing, Rachel, like I was like, "Can I swear on this?" No, I don't think so. No, <laughs> yeah, we we're not. No, a, we're I, not I won't. A... I won't. No, no. Yeah, I was good. like sugar, honey, iced tea. Um, <laughs> I have to play a vet right now, and I know she's been around for a while, and. She cares so much about this, but I care so, so much that I was like, this right now is time for me to prove my spot in the league, and I'm going to make sure that damn happens because I was not going 0-2. So it was it was really exciting, though. I was, I, we both are big personalities, I think. So it was, it was going to be a fun one, I think, to see both of us go at it with each other. So. And it I was mean, a lot of fun, too. It fell on, the cards fell on my lap, and... Went you know? my way, so I'm very happy about that. That's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah, talking about um, you know not missing a question. Did you ever yeah. think that was in the cards for you coming into the league? Where you know I want, I feel like I'm good, and maybe I don't. You know, I'm not gonna have these hundred percent games. You know, maybe I miss a couple, but I can still win some matches, be competitive. Did you ever think it was ever in the cards that one day you know you'll pitch you know basically a perfect game? I mean, that's what I hope for every match I get. So, I mean, I always expect the best. That's how you got to go. You're trying to go in there hoping that you're going to do the best you can at the end of the day. That's, that's the biggest thing is 
not if you win or lose, but how well you play, I think. Mm. And I mean, for me, not going to lie, I was like, I may never go perfect again, but at least I can say it happened at least <laughs> once in my career. Exactly. So it's like, a- and it was my second match. But uh, no, I mean, that's always the hope, though, like going into it, just like studying your butt off and just hoping for the best and to give it your all. And I guess it worked. And, you know, I also got to ask you about your opponent here, because in the past, you know, some people will say that I've been overly critical of Rachel Silverstreet and her play. And, you know, I've talked to her about this. I don't and, know how and to point. People have, that you know, guy. pointed this out and I get it. And I take full responsibility for all that. Um, although and, and so I was very curious to see what type of performance we were going to get from Silverstreet. Because when you look back at her history, which I'm sure you did, you went back and did your homework. You, I mean, you saw a player who who didn't look like the player you got in this match. Let me put it that way, right? Mm-hmm. So what were you expecting do, through your due diligence? What were you expecting the type of player to, to walk into this match? Because I think, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, and maybe I'm generalizing here more, more so, you watch a player, you look at a player's past performances, and she's had many up to this point being a veteran, and you go, can you fall, could you find yourself falling into a false sense of, I don't have to be super perfect. I can probably miss a couple here and there, and I'll still be all right based on the way she's played in the past. Can you easily fall into that, or is there something else that's got to kick in to um, you know, stave off that type of mentality? Honestly, for me, it was just like this season, I feel like the gameplay has changed so much. Like you have to be – like the, play, the level of gameplay now in this season at least is like top-notch. So I was going into it no matter what like – I have to do well. And I knew she was 0-3, but I also knew that the Den have been putting in work. But I also know I've been putting in more work. So, but for me, at the end of the day, though, I wanted to play well no matter what. Whoever they give me, sometimes, I always say this, the Schmodown is kind of like 75% luck. And like, no, I maybe, I'd say 60% luck and then like 40% knowledge. Because you can know as much as you want. And sometimes you're just not able to show your knowledge because you may not just get a question that you know or been asked. But for me, I mean, whoever I get, I'm trying to take them out no matter what. I don't care who it is. I'm also thinking when I play them that they're the best player. And my job here is to take them out. So, and that's what I'm trying to do. So, Well, and, and and take her out, you did. I mean, you did end up <clears throat> winning the match. But I want to break that. You actually did mention something though, interesting right there. When you talk about it's 40% what you know and 60% luck. I mean, I think that is true. I used to not agree with those statements. Like, I used to think, no, you got to know everything that's in front of you. But, however, you can have, I mean, your specialties. You can have the filmographies that you know. And then mm-hmm. just say, in your in the case of your match, the wheel spun. You got Quentin Tarantino. But that's just like the one director who you haven't done a deep dive on, right? Exactly. And, oh, maybe I haven't seen – I've only seen four of the ten, uh, nine movies or what have you, right? I, that could be one of those things that you talk about to where you could have had anything else on that wheel and shown off your knowledge, but you get yeah. this one slice that you just don't know. I mean, how do you, though – I guess there's – you know, because you say it, but there's more strategy. How do you game plan for something like that? Like when you look at the wheel and you – and you see them all, and you're like, do you immediately go, okay, I don't know this, I don't know this, okay, I'm, I feel okay about these four. Like, how does that go down? I mean, you? yeah, like, my big thing is when I see the wheel is, I kind of categorize, all right, like, one through, what, there's like 12 slices yeah. on the wheel, maybe I'm wrong. Um, I kind of categorize them, like, numberize them, like, which, like, I rank them. I'm like, all right, which ones do I want, which ones I don't want. Let's be honest, I didn't want Tarantino, but, you know. <laughs> right, <laughs> it yeah, really in my favorite, like it. Yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, for me, and that's, the, but like kind of back to what you were just saying though, like, honestly, sometimes you'll just never be able to show all the knowledge you have. Cause you may just never get a question about it. Right. So it, it, yeah, it, I guess it, I just got, happen. I won't say I got lucky cause I worked my damn butt off to make sure that <laughs> I did the best I could, but yeah, I guess I was just able to really show my knowledge in this game, which made me so proud of myself. And for my team behind me, the suspects, because we've been putting in the work, and I yeah. think it's actually finally showing now with our with our results. So, yeah, I do want to ask you this before we get into how the suspects operate and how you seem to be a big, 
you know, piece in that in that team structure and, and the preparation. You know, you go perfect in the first round with the bonus. She had she puts up six, which is a solid number, pretty much the league average at this point. But then she goes she goes first because you defer, and she goes perfect in her in her round. Lucasfilm, which you know was on her second spin, when she goes perfect, does that put any pressure on you, knowing that okay, she did exactly what she needed to do to put at least some pressure on me because I had a perfect first round. Now are you thinking I got to get a category that I that I know I can knock out of the park? I mean, didn't seem like that was going to be musicals for you. So how worried were you having to spin again? to to get a category that you knew you could do just as well to keep this lead that you had built from the first round great question yeah honestly for me i just i never in a moment during the game any game the last two games i played even the free-for-all kind of in a sense too never doubt like your competitor in a sense too because and never just be like oh i'm in the lead i I can just like breeze through this right now because honestly, you never know what can happen in round three can change anything at any moment. So for me, I was just like, and you can definitely tell by like my face, like during it, I was just like, all right, I definitely have to do well now because I want to continue to have the lead and I want to have as many points ahead as possible because even a one to two game, even three game differential can get, right. get completely changed in round three. So for me, it's just always stay focused on the next question and try not to think, oh, my God, I'm ahead, I'm good, or kind of in a sense that I got round three that I can just hope for the best. Like, every question matters pretty much. So if that answers your question. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and, and before we, we go any further, too, just for people who maybe not know uh, <clears throat> a lot about the Boston Badass Love that name. I just love it. It's just so I like good. it when you say it. You can keep yeah. saying it. I don't okay. Know. <laughs> okay. I, will, I will say it umpteenth times throughout the duration of the interview. What's what's the origin story of you getting to the Schmodown? I mean, we we obviously we saw you get drafted this year, but like kind of give us a little bit more of the background. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I've been a huge fan of the Schmodown since it like started in like what, 2014, 2015. And I mean, this may sound cheesy, but like I've always wanted to be part of the Schmodown. And I and I like I run my own movie blog, so like I've always been a huge like movie nerd. I don't even consider that a nerd because films are cool. But uh, <laughs> but no, and I've just I've I've watched every single match. I always play along. I try to get everyone I know like to play along with me or to watch with me because like I just I love the atmosphere of it so much. I love yeah. like the character work that is go gets put into it. Also like the questions. Like I'm just like wow. I actually like. Besides hockey, this is like one other thing I'm really good at. Like, <laughs> so I'm like I can put this to use towards something. So this is nice, kind of in a sense. But yeah, for me, and I mean, like, 2020 was such a shitty year. Yeah, no, okay. It was a crappy yeah. year yeah, for yeah. everyone. Sugar honey <laughs> iced tea year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I meant. <laughs> iced tea, iced tea. Yeah, that guy. Um, yeah, but like it was a crappy year for everyone. So, in a sense, to be able to have this opportunity like arise and be able to like take advantage of it was literally a dream come true. And it was just like, so amazing. That was just like, all right, this is something I can look forward to. And then literally when Sam said my name, I was like, did he, did he really say my name? Like I literally yeah, had to yeah. replay it back like four times. Cause I was like, no. And it was funny. Cause I was like watching the uh, draft with like my sister and my aunt. And I was just like, Imagine if we just wasted like three hours of my life and I don't get called at all, yeah. but like it all paid off, I guess. So, I mean, it's just a dream come true. I, I'm a huge film, a huge like nerd when it comes to films and just knowing movie facts and the Schmodown itself. So what better way to put two together to be right. in the Schmodown kind of in a sense. So I'm just very grateful that I've given this opportunity and I hope I can stay around as long as possible. Christian, if you're listening. Paige, you know, you talked about how, you know, you'd watch the showdown and kind of, you know, get others around you because it's it's a much more fun experience when it's a communal experience and you're kind of going back and forth with your friends or your family about, oh, this movie or that answer, this, that, or have, have you been to some of the live events? Like, I guess New York would have been the closest one or have you traveled? Yeah. So the only, ones? yeah, the only live event I went to was the 2019 uh, Brooklyn event, which was so cool. Was it the it, Merle, the Merle match? Right. I, yeah, I think so. And I know, uh, 
Janine played. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that was it. Janine and yep. Chance, and then yep. Merle Irwin. Yeah, yeah, yep. it's a great one. So it was just like so fun. I'm like, wow, I'm on the same team as Ethan now. Like, <laughs> right. I, yeah. I was, I was that weird girl being like, can I get you guys? Can you guys sign my Schmodown shirt? <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm like, I know these people. I have their phone numbers now. Like, what yeah. they follow me like on Twitter? Like, it's just like it's so so. It really is surreal. And so that's like the big thing is like, I love this community so much. To, so to actually be like part of it and like thrown into it, it's it's like cloud nine. Yeah. It really is. That's really great. <laughs> oh, that's really awesome. Great. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Frank, I know you had you had specifics that you wanted to get into. Yeah, because uh, the past couple of weeks, I think, um, you know, suspects have had a lot of matches, you know, and been successful at them. And, you know, Damn whether right. it's Ethan Irwin or Sam Levine talking about, you know, the preparation that you help with the suspects. What, what, I mean, what's the, I mean, obviously, I think it comes from, as you just spoke to, you, you know, your love for film. I mean, is what has it been like to find this online team of sorts and, and kind of build build it out and help prepare everyone? What's, what's that been like for you? And, and what's that process been like getting to know whether it's been Ethan or Liz or whether it's Amaru or maybe even Nikki DiMolanta, you know, what has it been like to get to know these other players and help prepare? Because it seems like you're, you're in about, you're, you're almost like, I guess, you know, Kate talked about how Silvestrini is responsible for a lot of, almost all, all the wins that the Den has. It seems like you're, you, you and Silvestrini have played similar roles. Is that, is that accurate to your, to best of your knowledge? I mean, honestly, everyone puts in the work. I just like, I just, I'm just like such a nerd when it comes to this stuff. So I'm like, can we like hang out and study? Like, you guys are my friends. I don't have friends outside of this. So can we like get on a call together and like study real quick, please? Like, and just like chat and just like, it's just, it's so surreal because I mean, I grew up playing hockey my whole life. Teamwork makes the dream work. It's not just one player. It's, right. it's everyone. So like that has always been a big role for me in a sense that I just want to, I don't worry just about myself. I want to make sure everyone else feels comfortable and is working their butt off. But also, like, I've learned so, so, so much from every single faction member. Like, I would never be able to do well in Star Wars or Inner Geekdom until I met, like, Nikki and Marie and Amaru. So it's just, like, so surreal and, like, being able to, like, be friends with, like, Ethan and Liz and Frankie and just, like, like I text, like, uh, Frankie and Amu like every day and we just like just talk about yeah. life and just like the schmodown so it's so cool and like I email with like I was on a call last night with uh, Ethan and Liz like we're all like as a faction like we're always there for each other and for me in a sense like I just want to be able to put in the work for everyone to be able to be like we have each other's back like right. I just want to make sure we're all good and because you we Every time you're on a call with your teammate or you're emailing or texting, like you are learning something new, like any film knowledge. So when you can just take advantage of that. And I mean, let's be fair. Well, everyone has busy lives nowadays. Like we can kind of all go back to work now. So we, but like, it's all about like making the effort and putting in the work. And I just care so damn much about the Schmodown that like, I just want to be able to put forth the best effort I can, whether it be helping someone or just like studying my butt off kind of in a sense. Let's just say my aunt is like my MVP because she literally like helps me so so much. Like I'm like, if they ever do like a families match, I was like, you better be like my teammate. So like, <laughs> that'd be great. That'd be great. So what you run, you run uh, study questions with your aunt? Oh my god, it's literally show show write questions for like a bunch of us and like we'll play like we'll play matches like mock matches like it's you and if you ever have uh, Frankie or Armour on. It's hilarious. Like she oh, has wow. a little, she downloaded like a little electric wheel on her phone. She made a little like poster for us. Like, <laughs> no. Wow. She's got a real like mascot cheerleader uh, oh, yeah. type of. That's Claps pretty cool. Frank, that's really what's, cool. You, what's your aunt's name? Candy. Candy? She's not a stripper though, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Aunt Candy stripper Candace, or not. I guess. Candace, all right. Awesome. <laughs> that's, a <good> <laughs> <Candy>. yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, just because you are a film uh, nerd, as you put it, um, I want to ask you two things. First off, you got Quentin Tarantino as your round two category. What is your f- top five of Tarantino in order? In order? I, I know he's only right, got nine, but this. what are the what are the top five? Yeah. I'll do five. I got you. Okay. Uh, definitely Reservoir Dogs, Pulp is, Fiction. Where, where, where are they? I want them, in, oh. I want them ranked from five. Oh, one. in order? Oh. All right. Number one, Reservoir Dogs. Oh, 
Okay. Number two, Pulp Fiction. Okay. Number three, Death Proof, because so underrated. Uh, number four, ooh, probably Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. And ooh, five's a hard one. I think you're kind of. I guess I'll say, can I count? Like Kill Bill one and two count, right? Yeah, they count as one. one. Yeah, okay, we can do that. All right, do that. then there we go. That's Kill my Bill. five. Okay. okay, all right. Interesting. <laughs> death Proof. I didn't expect any love for Death Proof in your ooh, list. Ooh, I am obsessed. I, I got to revisit it. I got to revisit it. Yeah, so revisit it. that's one I've only yeah. seen one time, and it was a long ooh. time ago. So I probably I'm, should. I'm kind of obsessed with that movie. Uh, when I was talking to Drew, and we did our. Uh, our uh, video chronic quiz we did Inglorious Bastards, and I should have asked for Death Proof because I'm oh, obsessed. Well, maybe, with that. maybe. Like, I mean, I'm sure they'll get around to it. Bad ASS chicks kicking Kurt Russell's butt like can't get better than that. So, <laughs> I mean, and that was honestly the theme of this week in the showdown so far. I mean, between you, oh, Rachel, wow. and Jen, who who will cover in a little bit, uh, you all played real, real Wait great uh, this week. Frank Janish. That was you like know a it. professional broadcaster thing that you just did. Like, you just blew my mind. You made a connection <laughs> from what she said, and then you talked about That's our great Can Scott moment. Great Scott? <laughs> it's so phenomenal. Our great Scott of the great. moment is when I'm professional. <laughs> okay. Scott, he was professional. Okay. He actually did his job for once the right way. Okay, let's break it down, though, Frank. Give us give us the numbers. Give us the stats. Yeah, well, pretty easy on Paige's part. Um, 15 out of 15, 100% accuracy. 100% points earned. Didn't have to answer your five. And I, I think, is that fair to say? That's the goal, really, is to never have to answer your five, page. I mean, if I don't have to, right. makes my life a little bit easier. <laughs> so, uh, and then, uh, I was Rachel, always curious yeah. with that. I'm like, do people like consider like a perfect game if you if you don't answer every single question, though? Like, if you don't have to answer your five, is it still like there's, a perfect game? I had this conversation. Frank, Brady yeah, now. yeah. I think there's there's levels, you know, you can be like, you can note like, well, they only had to go to their three or they checked down the multiple choice. So, I mean, there's different levels and context to these. Um, yeah. But, if, but like the number, if it's 100 and it's 100, like, I mean, yeah. that's all you that's all you I'll can take do. That. Yeah, that's all you could do. Uh, and Rachel, she played great, too. Uh, she was 12 out of 15 here, 8% uh, accuracy, earned 73% of her points. The best game she has played in her career. Mm -hmm. And I think, wow. you know, just like you were talking about, Paige, about how you've learned so much from helping other, you know, teammates prepare, I think given the knowledge that we have from Kate and, and other members of the den saying how much Rachel is in, is in these, you know, study sessions or not, obviously it's, she's learning a lot more because yeah. of the performance we just saw uh, from her in this match. So I know Rachel was worried about what I might say about her in the, in about her match today, but uh, you know, she played great. I mean, that, that second round of Lucas film eight for, you know, eight out of eight Ooh. points for four. Yeah. I mean, I was interested to see how she would do because we haven't really hit that slice a lot, and you yeah. just never know. Yeah, I was with, curious with players. that too. Afterwards, I was like, with, yeah. yeah. Afterwards, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Damn, I want Lucasfilm. Like, <laughs> right, right, yeah. I know those. I know those ones now. Like, but yeah, no. Honestly, that chick gave me a run for my yeah. money. I mean, I go into the game no matter what, thinking it's me against the questions and not really the opponent. But like, obviously, they have to play well too to get me like a little bit rumbled and being like, "All right, I gotta stay focused." So I mean, cheap. I'll give her props. She and I didn't even shout her out like in my post game interview that she gave me a run for my money. That's for damn sure. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else, Brad? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. What I was going to ask though, we talked about your influence on the, the usual suspects, but talk about Sam because I think mm -hmm. Sam, for some people, he's like an anomaly, right? Um, of he was this sensational player last year. The usual suspects really didn't perform up to what everyone maybe thought that they would. This year, though, Sam seems to have a the proverbial battery in his back, and he really cares about every one of these matches, every one of his players. How has it been like to work with him as your manager throughout the actual play of the matches? Not all the behind the scenes stuff, but during the match, how does he make you feel? Oh man, he's Papa Hanks. Like he literally, he makes me feel so good. Even if I'm like look nervous or like jumbled up or anything, like he just is so like welcoming and like so warm that it's just like, all right, everything is gonna be okay. Like he's like our number one cheerleader, so it's just so awesome to have him like in our corner. And I know we're kind of we're just talking about like in the like during a match, but in a sense too, like you also have to think like this man has been like a former champion. His better half has been a former champion. Right, yeah. So it's just like I'm surrounded by greatness. So I just have to like it makes me want to do better at least. So it's like when I have him in my corner, it definitely just like 
makes me have like a fresher breath of air because I'm just like, all right, he knows how the game works. He can like talk me through it if I have any questions at the end of the day, which is it's nice to have because I don't think any other, yeah, none of the other managers have like played or definitely been a champion. So it's nice to have someone like that in your corner that knows the game so well, not only like the movie knowledge, but just like the knowledge of the gameplay in a sense. Right, right. I think that it's paramount to success to have somebody who really can understand the position that the player finds themselves in. I think that's one of the things that is um, such a mega benefit of having someone like a Sam Levine. There's a few others who've had experience as players, but no one to the success level of someone like Sam Levine, who at the point when he retired was regarded as maybe the greatest of all time. I think that that conversation, you know, his place in in Schmodown lore has kind of shifted ever since then. Um, I don't think people would say he's the GOAT, but he is still in the conversation as one of the best runs that we've ever seen in this game. So that's awesome. Because uh, because you threw me off with your your with death proof, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I want to know now before we get to you out of here. This is by the way, this is the Boston badass. I want to know your top five films of all time. Ooh, top five. I do this a lot, so sure, <laughs> at least I, I, feel feel like, like, I don't do this a lot. I think about this a lot. <laughs> okay. Maybe that's more what it is. Okay. No one just asks me on a regular basis that. But uh, no, for me, so like favorite, like not like best films, like favorite films. Favorite, right. right? All right. Well, should I do in like order or just kind of give like a top five? You can give a top five. I mean, I'm if you want to order it, that's fine. But oh, they they kind of switch up like every day. So mm-hmm. like maybe one day one would be one and then, yeah. Sure, so I'll just give five. you like a top five if that's okay. So definitely Dazed and Confused. Oh, yeah. Uh, Death Proof. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. Not a bad Rebel for Life. You can't <laughs> see it. There you go. Woo, look at it. <laughs> Showed off the guns real quick. They're not that big. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's my left arm, that's why. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a righty. <laughs> um, and uh, E.T., for sure. Oh, man. And got to go with Wes Craven's Scream, because Ooh, wow. one of the best I... horror films ever created. So. What a diverse top five. You got like it. it though. Especially when you're in the Schmodown singles, you got to be diverse, I feel like. Yeah. So. <laughs> but no, those are always like my go-to five movies. Whenever I'm like failing down or anything, I'm like, I can put those five movies on and it, it puts me in a mood. So Yeah. <laughs> wow, I like it. I like it. Well, why don't you let the people know, by the way, where they can find you, follow you, and what we can expect from the Boston badass for the rest of the season. Well, guys, hopefully you'll, you'll see me back. Fingers crossed. I mean... If they'll keep having me, I'll keep playing. That's for damn sure. But uh, yeah, you guys can check me out on Instagram and Twitter at Front Page News 9. If I ever uh, write a book, a memoir, it would be another page turner. But that will happen <laughs> one day down the line when I am a uh, champion. Memoirs. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. But uh, And I also run my own movie blog on Instagram titled Feature Flicks Without the Sea. There I post like movie news, reviews, all that fun jazz. And... Catch me in the Schmodown, guys. So, but yeah, no, thank you guys so much for having me on. And I'll talk movies with you guys any day of the week. And you can just keep saying Boston Badass because I really enjoy that. <laughs> the so. Boston Badass page for Freddie. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be in touch soon. And congratulations on your win. Thank you guys. I really appreciate it. Have a good rest of your night, guys. Uh, you too, right. YouTube page. Man, what, page. look, that was this, great. Is why, this is why I love this game. You know what I mean? You get, to, you get to talk to fun and cool people. You do. And, and that's honestly the probably like, look, I love movie trivia and movies. And, but like the best part, and I think almost anyone will tell you this, is the community of people. We just people. seem to get the best people. Uh, and, you know, just I, it's just a treat. It's just a pleasure. Yeah. I think the Boston badass just entered into my top five. You know? She's in my top five now. Absolutely. 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 I mean, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun um, because we hadn't talked to Paige, and she's a rookie, and a lot, these rookies this year are um, just incredible. They're just incredible this year. They are. And so, and, and she's another one of these rookies that um, uh, it's pitching a perfect game. You know, we saw Jacoby, mm. you know, and she's done it, and a multitude of other players have done it. So it's just a new, you know, when you're in year eight and it's mm. opened up to these fans in a sense. 
you know, this is some of the play you're going to get because they've been following the game for so long and, and playing along. And then there's the, the faction aspect, I think, which is huge, too, for, for newer players um, that have a built-in kind of like community that they can reach out to and help improve their game. And, you know, it, it's, it's oh, I see Thomas Harper's here in the chat once again. Friend of the show, Thomas Harper, ranking his top five players. Peggy, 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 and Paige. Okay. So there you, go. That. there you go. That's his top five. It's a fan of the, um, I, I, am, I am a little bit thrown off that she didn't put <laughs> – you know what Tarantino film I love that I feel like just doesn't get – there's only nine of his movies, but I feel like doesn't get talked about enough. Jackie Which Brown. one do you think I'm good at? Huh? Jackie Brown. Can I get a great Scott? <laughs> great Scott. That's Absolutely. Right. Yeah. God, what a good I watched I rewatched it the other night. You know I was what? like, this is so much fun. I'm gonna be honest with you. <gasps> I haven't seen it. What? That's like that's like the only one I have what? not seen of his. Yeah. You haven't seen Jackie Brown? No. <gasps> I've even seen I've I've even seen what was it what is it called? Four rooms? Where he had he directed a little Oh yeah, yeah. Right. The, right? Like yeah. I've seen like this and like that's the only one I have not seen. I've met yeah. I've been meaning to actually watch that, and for whatever reason, it just has not happened. Well, I think that people don't bring it up as much as because he didn't write it, right? Like he adapted it from a novel mm. instead of a complete original right, Tarantino right. story. Um, it's an Elmore Leonard novel, but he also did like Get Shorty and um, Out of Sight. Oh, right, films right, like right. That. So it's got that vibe to it, which I love. And by the way, Pam Greer looks sensational. Actually, I watched it after the last time we were talking, and I was like, I was talking about Pam Greer and coffee. And I'm like, man, Pam Greer was awesome. And I was like, oh, she was in Jackie Brown. I want to watch Jackie Brown. She she looked sensational in her mid-40s. I mean, sensational she looked. So you got to go watch it. Watch it tonight. What are you doing tonight after this? Do you have stuff to do? I do a little bit. You know, you know Bro, to you got to watch Jackie Brown. I just started rewatching my rewatch of Battlestar Galactica. So, I don't know, you know. I'm going to have to Street. You got to watch it. Okay. Jen <laughs> Kemp. And yeah. money more, man. Look, let's talk about the money first. I want to talk about the money first. Okay, you go ahead. Because yeah, this man sold me. I was sold. You know what I mean? I didn't know a lot, so I came in, kind of cold, right? Right. And I saw the money, and I said, "Oh, this guy's got it. He's talking." Show to me Arma the money. He's talking to Armando. Mind. Was it Armando? Was that his guy's name? Armando. Yeah, yeah. He's talking to Armando. He's got stacks on stacks on stacks. I was trying to like look. Real you want to know if it was real? <laughs> I was looking real, real close. I was like, wait a minute, where's this guy getting this money from? Right. You know what I mean? So I was sold on him, and uh, he talked a phenomenal game. And Jim Kemp, I know, is somebody who is just one of those who's like, man, she's right there. She's got it all. Just the cards, as we were talking about with Paige, the cards just haven't fallen her way, right? Yeah. I mean, whether it be categories or whatever, whatever. Okay, last match, it was what it was. She was coming off a perfect first round in her last match, then coming into this one, right? Right, right. She was she was all plugged up and ready to go. But, man, I got to say, I loved my the money. I loved him. When you were – let me ask you, when you are watching those promos, he sold you, right? I was like, I'm, I'm buying what he's selling. I'm buying, I'm buying what he's selling. I'm buying what he's selling like he's a used car salesman. I'm like, <laughs> because Brad, he, he sold us a show? lemon eventually <laughs> for this match. He sold us Damn. a lemon. Yeah, Woo! I hate to do it, but like, like that's like, cold. But that look, cold. And, and, and that's not the end of you know that. We'll, I'll talk about that a little bit more, but. I was. I was like, I'm loving this little stick he's got going on. Um, he's got like, some money operation going on. I'm like, all right, this is – we have not seen this uh, from any from anyone else in, in the Schmodown. And, uh, yeah, no, he had, me, he had me going there for a little bit. Just he little had bit. you at hello. He had you at hello. Um, yeah. yeah. So when we get into the match itself – Again, I love what I'm seeing so far. The suit game is fresh. I love the shades. You know, are, we still, are we still on Felix? Yeah. Or, okay. Well, I mean, yes. I mean, okay. But never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was thinking ahead, but that's all right. Sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Go I'm, I'm just going to say, though. Yeah, yeah. As soon as he missed his first question, right? I mean, it was the first question of the game. He misses it. I was like, mm, okay. 
like I kind of think that was a gettable one, but maybe you didn't see Tangled. Maybe that wasn't in your yeah. bag, yeah. right? Yeah, I'll, I'll throw that one away. And then though, as we go through it, yes, I was like, hmm, my man, it's not looking great. Now, Jen, by the way, just I mean, it was like, did you ever go to a party? Now, I never played beer pong. I'm gonna be honest with you, I never played it, okay. but I would watch it a lot at parties, and there was always the one person who would just step up. I mean, they could be half lit, three sheets to the wind, but yeah. they would step up, it would be their turn, and they would just drain every one of them like in sequence. I, I don't remember you at any of my parties, that's crazy. Anyways. Oh, you were, that okay. was you? That was me. Yeah. You were the drunken wonder? You that were was, like Jackie yeah. Chan with oh, the Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, drunken Pong Master, that's right. Drunken yeah. Pong Master. <laughs> I, I would always see, there was always one person, and you were more concerned with them racking that, like you were less impressed with them and just more concerned with the other person who was having the brunt of this, <laughs> you know, on them. That's kind of what I felt like in this match. Of like, Jen was just sitting back there, just. And then she started getting like cute with it, Steph Curry style. She uh, was like behind the couch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Boom. And she's like, watch this. I'm going to go behind the couch, off the wall, off the wall and yeah. bounce it in, right? You know, she was the Elijah Wan of beer pong. And she was just Started hitting all shooting these shots. over Kias and everything, you know. <laughs> <laughs> doing whatever the hell she could do, right? So I was more concerned with Felix over there, and I it was just it there was an obvious not like when we were talking about with Paige, where there's sometimes, you know, luck and, and, and knowledge. I just felt like this wasn't so much that his luck of question wasn't there. I just felt like he just wasn't that deep yet in his movie knowledge. Yeah. And I think that we continue to see that in his round two. Yeah, and so before I get into that, I do want to speak sure. on on Jen and and like her promo and the way she's been playing totally. this year. It's I, I felt when you look at like Jen in the limited capacity last year, you know she was with the suspects and she you know got kind of I don't want to say thrown into inner geekdom, but it was like kind of like the best options that the suspects had and between her and Janine and they played pretty well considering it wasn't yeah. like a super strength of theirs of like. That's why they entered the showdown. Not really, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so, I didn't feel like people that I guess have been, you know, because Jen's been in this community a long time, just as long as you know I have, or she's been here longer than I have. I think um, even predates me a little bit, but like just a lot of she people know who she is, one. right? You just a lot of people know who she is, and then she finally got her shot to be in the showdown, and she she was at the free for all three, right? You know, even though it was very short lived, you know, but it was great to see someone from the community get that get that shot on that type of stage. And then, you know, then she gets pulled into last year with the suspects and all that and everything I just said. But I feel like I see a different type of Jen Kemp playing this game this year. And I don't know if it's and it I don't know if it is because of Winston or if it is because Jen is like, I I did this last year. I've been around this for a little bit now. I'm more comfortable and maybe it's a combination of Winston and her her growth within the game herself, because her promo, I mean, all of her promos generally have been pretty good, but this one I just felt like was more like I know exactly what I want to do. She's been playing great, you know, like in her her game with Vinny, the pop quiz, you know, which we didn't cover last week because uh, we weren't here. She played great, you know. She's had a perfect first round as you talked about earlier. She did miss that three in that match, but she's coming right. into this match. Having a great free for all performance, you know. You saw all the kind words from Paul Yam in the promo and stuff like that. And the Jen Kemp that walked into this match is like, and, and Paul Yam has said it too at free for all. He's like, "This is who we know. This is who we we know is this type of player is right there." You know, it was just a matter of getting that luck a little bit on your side, as Paige talked, you know, talked about. And she just started nailing all these questions, even starting last week. You know into this match in this first round, two back-to-back -back first rounds, perfect first rounds, whether it's teams and now here into singles. And if you are Felix as a rookie and while Jen doesn't have the resume of, you know, even even of a Josh Makuga, right? Jen is still someone who's very much down to earth and still hasn't done a whole lot, but she's like, you know she could be pretty good. And then she starts going perfect and then you – you you miss two of your first four, and and then four of the eight, and she goes perfect with the bonus, and you're a rookie, and you have this 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 schmo money ball thing surrounding you. You walked into the league with that type of thing, and, and you money put up, ball. 
right? Jim and you put up four Hogan. points. I mean, that has to take a massive hit <laughs> to your self confidence, which yeah. I have sympathy for. You know, absolutely. That's a tough spot. Yeah, to be you know in. how many times you got turned down in Nashville last week. I mean, I mean, every brother. If I could tell you the number, I would. But <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not. Even... <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know. Um, you already told me the number. That's why we're laughing. That's. <laughs> I don't. It's, it's all a blur. I don't know. But as, I see as big as said, it was all a dream. And yeah. and 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 when we're while we're talking about Jen, one second, something I did want to say that I forgot earlier. You were talking about her promo. Jen reminds me of kind of the people of the ilk of the Robert and Vanessa from Late to the Party, um, of one of these mega fans who kind of got into the community very early on in the schmodown. But you can tell. Whenever they do their promo for their match, they think about it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not just like, oh, I got this funny little bit idea. And now there's anything wrong with it. But, you know, a lot of people are like, I'm going to talk some trash. I'll put on some sunglasses. Right, right, I'll right. talk smack, whatever, whatever. Right. Minimal effort, which is, which, you know, can be enough. But, which sometimes is fine. Cause, yeah, you know, it's yeah, not yeah. like you got to go over the top every time. But, even her little bit where she was like, he's coming with this money ball, but I figured out the algorithm to win this. And then he does a... Right, right, answer all the questions. You know, I, I appreciate that because that was a conscious effort she put into, oh, okay, what's his thing? Oh, I know how I could use that again. Oh, this would be funny if we did this. And she put the extra time in, and w- which I actually really, really appreciated when I was watching it. So shout out to Jen uh, for, for sure. Let's talk, though, about round two. Yeah. My man. This is this. Peaks. I mean, my man. It was nine to four, right? Yes. And she smartly defers to Felix at this point. She smartly it's, defers. It's yours. And he's first spins Wizarding World, and I don't know if he's like an IG Harry Potter, you know, whatever. But he spins away and he ends up in the nineteen nineties. And here's the, I don't know how old Felix is. He's I'm assuming be fairly young. I'm assuming fairly it, young because of the comment that, you know, Roxy said, he's like, hey, you were alive. You were alive for this stuff. And it's like, like, at what point were you alive? You know, so it, I think the age definitely became somewhat of a factor here. And because there were some misses, you know, like in the first round and in this round, you just go, oof, having to check down the multiple choice on some of these. And then you go, oof, okay. Well, I think it was like, um, like one of them. I mean, the two that he would check down a multiple choice on, one of them was the Anthony Hopkins um, question of like who was nominated for two Academy Awards for whatever film in Nixon, right? Oh check yeah. Down, check down a multiple gets that. Okay, cool. We move on. Who played Doc Hollywood? Doc Hollywood. Yeah, that or one as was. Ken Napsok said. By the way, shout out to Ken Napsok on the desk. That's right. right. Yes, yes. Woo! Where did that come from? No one That's saw right. that coming. Um. Yes, Ken Napsok called him Doc Holiday. But <laughs> Doc Hollywood. Yeah, Doc um, Hollywood was. Uh, I was like, ooh. That's and, a, that's know, when I was like that's an age that I think that's an age thing. I think it was it's an age thing. Yeah, it was definitely an age thing. I mean, I I, I mean I knew that movie, um, you know, probably for obvious reasons. But for some people, you know, I mean, especially if I'm born in '92, so yeah. if he's born in like '94, four, five, five six, yeah. you know what I mean? It's gonna be a rough go. Because that's not a movie you like stumble upon. No, say no. Like, it's not on TV. Like, you know how I first saw that movie. It was on W. It was like a Saturday movie, WGN. Like um, when they oh, played, whoa. you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like that's how I first came across that movie, and then it's like, oh yeah. But there's beyond that point, I can't think of a time where I, I saw Doc Holiday on someone's you know wall, or like I want to watch that, like you know, or even on like Netflix browsing, you know. So Actually, it's like there is that sort of element to it. Can I say something? Um, I was uh, I was in. Um, Seattle, and there's that big fish market in Seattle, right? right like the yeah, famous yeah. public market square it or whatever Pikes? it's called. Pikes, yeah, Pikes yeah. Seafood yeah, yeah. Gazette. I don't know what it, whatever it's called. <laughs> Gazette? Okay. <laughs> whatever it's called. But you go in, and there are all these shops right inside right. the fish place. It's great. Okay, yeah, it's cool. It was cool. That was my favorite part of Seattle. And um, in one of the shops, there was an old movie poster shop, right? And it had like it had vintage movie posters and vintage Playboys. That's what this place sold, right? And then on the other side of it was like a little, um, um, I don't know, like they sold like clay pots and tea sets and things like that. In the clay pot tea set thing, this guy bought it from the guy across the street. Was a Japanese 
movie poster of Doc Hollywood. Whoa. Right? And it looked insanely awesome. <laughs> so you said you've never seen a poster of it. I asked the guy, hey, how much did you pay for that? I would like to buy it from you. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'll sell it to you for what I bought it for. I said, awesome. How much? He said, $375. Wow. I said, no. Enjoy your ownership. <laughs> How much is that tea set? I'll buy one of those. Oh, my gosh. You know yeah. what I mean? Isn't that crazy? Um, anyway, anyway, um, when he got that one wrong and now then he put himself in a territory, which I think he only got what? He got the Independence Day question correct. Yeah. And then he got one on multiple choice. Right. Which was, I think, the Anthony Hopkins one. Mm -hmm. And... So then he ended up giving giving away some points over there. Right. Paige picks up the steals. She's Jen. now I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jen. <laughs> yeah. Jen yeah. picks up the steals. Boston. Right. Boston. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Jen picks up the steals and she's in that position to put him into knockout territory, right? Like she's she's right, in right. that position. She spins Wizarding World, which when she got it, I said my man, you might want to pack up that money. <laughs> go get you some PJs. You know what I'm saying? Because you need to go to bed after this, you my man. You're going to take a night nap. Right? You're going to take a nap, right? She's about to put you to sleep. <laughs> and this is what happened. Because oh. um, I knew, because she's got the inner geekdom background, right? Like, we know yeah, that she knows right. that stuff. And so I, I assumed that Jen was going to close this one out. She starts, you know, Peter Pettigrew, boom, he's a rat. Whisper Willow, boom, that's the tree. We move on to whatever the next one was. I don't, uh, uh, the Grindelwald stole Grindel the, yeah, uh, yeah. wand, right? Boom, okay, and then the last one is, you know, Ron told Harry to fill in for what chess piece, right? And I could just hear Ron Weasley go, Harry, you be the bishop, right? I could hear it in my, in my head, right? And so, um, but she's in, by the time she gets to that, she's in the position of, if I get it right on two points, I knock him out. Yeah. If I just get one point, one point. I knock him out. Done so, right. And Winston even calls to it in the post-match of like, <laughs> yeah, some people might be concerned about the PPE or what have you, getting a perfect PPE. But if you get the knockout, like solidify it. I And what this moment reminded me of is maybe you'll remember this. Remember when Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was a huge thing? Yes. Like gets, everybody yeah, yeah. watched it. And then the guy who won the million dollars for the first time yeah. got to his million dollar question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I like to phone a friend. And he just phones his phones a friend and says, Dad. He's like, Hey, Dad, I'm just calling because I'm about to win the million dollars. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. First of all, baller, baller move. Baller move and also kind of douchey, like at the same time. Yeah, that dude did have an air of. He was uh, like, Okay, man. Like, yeah, yeah, we get it. You know stuff. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, he was like he was like the Ben Bateman of who wants to be a millionaire. He was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess somebody Ben Bateman is that dude of the movie trivia showdown. I guess if you want. Yes, can somebody like on Twitter put them face to face, like or put Ben so Bateman great. in That's his great. something? Yeah. But that was kind of this moment for um for Jen in the sense of she knew the answer. She already knew the answer. Yeah. She didn't have to check the multiple, but it was like, you know what? I'm going to check the multiple anyway to reassure myself right. that what I'm thinking is the right answer. She did yeah, it, yeah. got Bishop, and your winner. And um, we wrapped it up there. But Felix, oh, go ahead. Yeah, before we, yeah. So with this Wizarding World, and and if you look at Felix's face, he's acting like he knows all of these answers. But isn't that what everyone does? Right. That's 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 what I wanted to bring up, Red. Is if you are a player and you spin away and then your opponent ends up getting it and they start running through the table, would it be behoove you for future opponents for you to act like you knew all of these questions while they're happening? Because even if you didn't, right, they're gonna watch this match and go, Wait, maybe he is good at Wizarding World. So if I play him, you know, would I want to put on Wizarding World on on the wheel? Would I want to give to him an opponent's choice? You know, if, you know, let's say it was another category, whether it was, you know, Tom Hanks, and he acts like he gets all these, would have got all these questions right. Or even if it wasn't like a wheel or a slice that he landed on. It's just another random category. And you're like, should it, should you not act like you knew all of those questions, even if you didn't? Because 
a future opponent's going to go back and look at your matches if they're going to play you. They're going to look at the second round and go, oh, he looks like he might have known that. But, you, but, you, but you're but you, not 100% sure, though. You, you, yeah. Because you can't be. Unless he stated somewhere else or you found out some other information. Maybe that's... I don't know if that's a tactic players have been using to throw off future opponents. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. That is very interesting. That is very interesting. It's not something I've ever considered. What I thought that move was, and I'm not talking about Felix in general. So What? I just want to... Respond to this comment. And he goes, well, that strategy won't work now, Frank, totally exposing him. No, it's actually the genius of – if you expose it, if it everyone's helps thinking that, even more. It, it, exactly, because now you don't now know which way to go. You don't know which way to go because if you so go – So you'd rather hedge your bets. Right, because you go – Be safe and not do it. Yeah, he's faking it. Are you sure? How are you sure? How sure are you? You know, so it's like – I always thought, though, like when I would see that, it was the I'm going to say face move. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know totally. what I mean? Is like. <sighs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> oh, of course. Oh, oh, oh. You know what I mean? Like, I think you're right. In the past, it's been mostly like that. But it's been. But, but that is a very astute observation from one Frank Janish who's really trying to be the broadcaster and analyst right now. And he's doing a sensational job. You are like Jalen Rose on the pregame broadcast. Jalen Jacoby. We could be the next Jalen Jacoby. You know? Oh, man, I would love to. As long as. <laughs> can I say something? Malika. Yo, yeah. So I want to say. She was she did great in that uh the the trophy presentation there. It was great stuff. It was pretty good. She's great. All around, all around. God, all around. I hate I, I love and hate Giannis, man. I gotta tell you. I love I freaking love that dude, but man, why do you have to be in the Bucks? <laughs> like, I know. It's killing me. It's killing me. But man, I know you are that I was 50 piece. Uh, I was rooting for the Suns, obviously, and yeah. I want to see Chris Paul get the ring. But Giannis put on such a phenomenal performance in the finals. It's just like, how do you not root for him? Like, how do you not yeah. say, yeah, they deserve to win? <laughs> like, they had the better. He played better than everybody on the floor. They didn't have well, one bad yeah. game. Yeah, it was incredible. Like, even now when Chris Middleton would go off, it's like, wait a minute, Giannis had what tonight? He had 40? When did he get 40 points? You know why it's so likable? You know why it's so likable? It's because why? they built it. They didn't necessarily buy it. You know, they're not like the yeah. Heat. They're not yeah. like the Clippers. They're not, you know, or even like the Lakers to an extent. Now They're you like know. the Bulls. I mean, a little... Uh, they're like know. the pre-KD Warriors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They have the opportunity, at least to... to but... You know, like the Warriors, you know, eventually had to run into these teams like Lakers who are building, who built up the Clippers who are built up. And the Bucks are going to have to deal with the Nets, you know? So, but I mean, Witten what ben show are we on versus right now? Swift. <laughs> <laughs> like, what show what? are we on? <laughs> Witten ben I, know, I know Josh Swift. in the chat's loving this, loving this, you know, combo. Yes. Josh and I talked a little basketball the other night. What up, Josh? Um, let's talk about that match, Frank. Swift, Jesse Swift, and um, Jacob Windebin. Uh You know, last time we saw Jesse, yeah, it's an okay match, right? It's okay not match. It's all right. Jacob Windebin, uh Last time we saw him, less than what Jesse did. So <laughs> you, hey, wait a minute. You know what? If you're gonna be ice cold, Frankie J twenty nine, be <laughs> ice cold to to Felix and to Wittenbin. Look, I got nothing nothing but love for these rookies out here because I, I can't imagine what it's like to be in these spots and. And be exposed like this, you know, in front of a huge audience and your peers. Uh, I definitely don't envy it, and I don't. I don't mean to to harp on, but it's the only observation I can make sometimes. So, um, Jacob Windeman, and well, he lost his buddy Juice, right? Juice dumped him because he didn't loose. win. Yeah, the Juice is loose, and he's, you know, I don't, don't know. do it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> I don't know. Now he's. Now he's, lost in the, now he's lost in the sauce of Gucci sauce. The, uh, yeah, there you just, go. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Know. So, um, I don't know. Jacob, I think he has – Jacob doesn't necessarily have to win this match, but he just has to play oh so much better. If he can do that, he will get one of these, you know, if you believe in it, moral victories, right? Um, for Jesse, though, I think – I think he needs this win more than 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 Jacob. If that, I don't know how that would make sense, but I think he kind of right. does. Given the spot that the Mercs are in, and, and 
how they're vying. They're they're they are literally in a situation where, come next weekend after Collision, they could be very much in prime position to legitimately and meaningfully challenge for the faction title. I mean, they're kind of right there in this this territory along with corruption and whatnot. So, uh. This is a kind of a big spot for Jesse because, yeah. you know, even though, and, and yeah, the suspects have been on a roll. I mean, they've won something like eight of the last 10 or something. It's been a great run for them to kind of like get out of the gutter a little bit, out of the basement, and kind of get a little more competitive, even though the gap is about like 12 or 13 points, or whatever it is. We'll see what happens here because both rookies want to show that they know more than what they displayed last time out. Will it happen? You know, I mean, someone's obviously going to get the W, right? But what's it going to take to get to earn that W? You know, Paige had to play pretty much a perfect game against Rachel, right? Rachel only missed a couple questions. Paige, she couldn't afford to miss any um, to get the W, you know? Jen, you know, she got somewhat lucky against how her opponent played, but she was also phenomenal in the way she played. Will we get a mixture of, of that tomorrow in this interview match? Remains to be seen, but... You know, I'm, I'm I'm curious how both of these players are going to bounce back and, and perform, you know, knowing that they don't want to be, you know, they don't want to add a loss to their record. Yeah, man. Um, I think this is one of those. It's one of those uh, fork in the road games, I think, for both of them, fork in the road matches of like, wh- which way am I going to go for this season? And, and, and perhaps where is my tra- career trajectory? Almost couldn't say that word. Yeah. Um, gotta go. You know what I mean. And um, I think I, I'm gonna put money on Swift just based on their last performances. Um, but you know these matches, man, anything can happen. Anything yeah. can happen. Anything can happen. Um, also, before we wrap up here, you know, yes. I did put in the title that countdown to collision. Countdown to collision. Well, we're not going to run through all of like the collision matches, right? There is one that I yeah. want to kind of point out like I like we did with Shazam Corruption a couple weeks ago. Because Kevin Smith versus Marisol the Key. Um mm. both players are on three-game win streaks. Yes. And to the best of my knowledge and tabulation, they're the only players currently in the league with at least three wins within a division. Yes. And Someone is going to end up with a four-game win streak after collision. Someone will also then also be in line for a title shot or in a title match. And when I was I was looking at the numbers here for for uh, Marisol McKee here, and she's in three matches this season. She's answered yes. forty-three out of forty-seven questions. Brad, it's pretty good. 91, almost 92% accuracy right there. She's I'd say that would do. Earning 91% of her points. Uh, you look at Kevin Smith and his and his career right now with his three his three wins, and he's got uh, he's answered 44 out of 49 questions for an accuracy rate of basically 90%. And he's earning, here's the interesting part, he's only earning, though, 80% of his questions compared that to Marisol's 91%. So there is a discrepancy there in terms of points earned, although the accuracy rate is fairly similar and close. Which suggests that Kevin Smith may check down to multiple, or has checked down to multiple choice in the past. Um, and, And that's kind of the reason why his PPE rate is so low. In fact, um... It's that's the part that I think kind of concerns me in this match. For if I'm Kevin Smith, because if he's someone who who isn't willing to take those chances in the second round, and he checks down in multiple choice, and maybe he goes for for four, four for four, but only earns five four. points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, now he's going to have to be banking on Marisol McKee missing a question in the second round, so she only gets six, and then maybe he he's lucky enough to get a one or two point steal. And then you get to the final final round where Marisol McKee has been pretty pretty good. Kevin Smith, you know, um he has this is his biggest test yet, right? So sure. and, I mean, and Marisol yeah, McKee. Jericho, Flaus, Stacey Howard. Yeah. Marisol's step up. It's a big step up the way she's been playing. And you know, these losses with deception this year can't sit well with her. 
So no. she's going to want to take it out on somebody. She's going to want to play better. Could, Given the last you, match she played as with Deception, she got six in that first round. She can't be happy with that. That was the first time she did that. So, And then you look at the way she played against Janine, you know, perfect game, and which is – honestly, I was thinking about it earlier in the week. I was like, Janine and Marcel McKee, that's probably my front runner for match of the year. And I know the Andrew DiMolanta, Alex Damon match is out there. But I got to tell you, go back and watch that match, Marisol McKee and Janine. There's just so much within that. So it's it's crazy. It's a great yeah. match. Um. Well, I mean, she can take it out on somebody, but don't take it out on Silent Bob. Damn it! He's giving well, us else, Masters then? of the Universe. We're gonna get <laughs> Clerks three. Come on, man. I, we're gonna get. Are we getting Mallrats too? Isn't that happening as well? I think he's working. Yeah, he's working on. He's working on stuff. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. You're gonna take. You're gonna take it out on Kevin Smith. Look. He just happens to be possibly, potentially, at the wrong place at the wrong time for Lady Justice. Yeah, no. Frank Janish, your favorite Kevin Smith film is Dogma. Same here. Can you just watch? Sigh? You gotta let it sit. Watch. No, it, I, 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 did, I did the whole filmography. I did the, all of them. Okay. Right. Dogma's number one. Chasing Amy's number two. Mallrats three. Clerks is four. JS wow, Clerks is a little back. Five. I think Clerks is Clerks is probably like my number two. Clerks is great. Watch your list. Watch your list. Watch <laughs> that's Jackie right, Brown. That's right. Watch Jackie Brown. Four. Frankie J. Twenty nine. I am the boat, Brad Gilmore. Oh my God, you're my dream boat for sure. You're a slacker, Brad. This is the Schmodown Rundown, and we'll see you next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.